I love swimming. I really do love swimming. And recently, um, I was on holiday and I was able to go swimming in the sea. Um, when you go swimming in the sea, you've got tides and the tide comes and crashes into you and you get tossed about. And you realise how weak you are in comparison to nature. And it just really brought my mind to some scriptures. So I'd like to read um, from Matthew chapter 8. So Matthew chapter 8, and I'd like to read from verse uh, 23. And he went on board ship, and his disciples followed him. Behold, the water became very agitated on the sea, so that the ship was covered by the waves. But he slept, he, that is Jesus, slept. And the disciples came and woke him, saying, Lord, save, we perish. And he says to them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Having arisen, he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men were astonished, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? I'd also like to read um, later in Matthew, uh, Matthew 14, and I'll actually start from um, verse 22. Um, so Jesus had fed um, a few thousand people with, with bread. It was quite a miracle. Um, but um, And immediately he, that is Jesus, compelled the disciples to go on board ship and to go on before him to the other side until he should have dismissed the crowds. And having dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain apart to pray. And when he, when Eve was come, he was alone there. But the ship was already in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. But in the fourth watch of the night, he went off to them, walking on the sea, and the disciples seeing him walking on the sea were troubled, saying, It is an um, apartation. And they cried out through fear. But Jesus immediately spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt command me to come to thee, on the waters, and he said, Come. And Peter, having descended from the ship, walked upon the waters to go to Jesus. But seeing the wind strong, he was afraid, and, begin, and, be, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught hold of him, and says to him, O thou of little faith, why dost thou doubt? And when they had gone up into the ship, the wind fell, but those in the ship came and did homage to him, saying, Truly, thou art God's Son. As you can see from those passages of Scripture, there were those that were troubled by the storms, by the waves. They're on boats. One of them was on a boat, one of them was walking on water. That's quite a miracle. I haven't walked on water personally, but 
it was quite a miracle in that instance. But you'll see both instances, there are people fearful, fearing for their lives. Are you fearing for your life? Do you have troubles in your life? I know I certainly do have troubles in my life. Um, but maybe you have financial problems at the moment with the current climate that's happening or um, various <coughs> relationships with with one another. Do we have do we have issues? Issues there. But there's one issue that stands out the most. And it's not necessarily a relationship between you and I or uh, your financial problems or uh, housing or whatever it is. The, the, the most fundamental issue, the most fundamental question tonight is your soul. Is your relationship with God. Your soul is eternal. Your soul does not die. But you need to have a sound relationship with Jesus Christ for your soul to be saved. These men here were desperate for their lives and I'd like to do a small illustration. Say you're on a boat and every sin you commit, every offence you do to, the, to God punches a hole in your boat. One little hole is sufficient to fill and flood your boat. But the more you poke holes into your boat, the quickly, the more quicker it drowns and sinks. And you might attempt in your own strength to, to do what, what is right, to obey what, what God's commanding. But you, 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 you get a bucket and you try to throw over the water that's filling up your boat. But the bucket has a hole in it. Your works can't do anything. Your works are useless. So you're just working harder and harder and harder. But nothing happens. Nothing works. Nothing in your own strength will resolve the, this matter, this issue between you and God. Because what's happened is you have sinned, you have lied to a neighbour, or you have stolen a sweet from the, 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 the sweet pot. A single sin is an offence to God. And God wants to have a relationship with you personally. He wants to speak to each and every person. He wants to know you. He wants to love you. And he does love you. But he wants more for you. He wants you to come to his, his house, to his kingdom. But if you had a house, would you let a stealer come in? Would you, would you let a robber come in? Would you let a liar come in? Well, maybe, but... What happens if your house is perfect? What happens if your house is immaculate? You don't want a robber to come in and steal your belongings. And unfortunately, that's our state, that we are sinners. We are sinners come short of the glory of God. And that's a problem, isn't it? If God can't accept you to come into his house because of we're sinners. And like in our in that simple illustration, it could be flawed somehow, but in a simple illustration of a boat sinking and you've got a bucket with a hole at the bottom trying to throw out the water to make yourself right, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And what do you do in that situation? Well, you get on the phone, don't you? You call the, you call the lifeguard to come out and rescue me. Well, there is someone who is available to cry out and rescue you. These, the in scripture we, we have two examples here. 
where they cried out. They cried out, Lord, save, we perish. These four words really sum up the, the gospel, really, doesn't it? Lord, save. Speaking of the Lord Jesus, save, we perish. They've come to a realisation that they're in dire need. And that's what we need to come to. We need to realise that in ourselves we are unrighteous, we are unjust. We need a saviour, a saving God to come and save us from this state of ruin. Another message of the, of the glad tidings is good news. It's not just bad news. Because God in his mercy sent his son to a world by sin undone. The blessed father sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've read a couple of passages from, from, from scripture which speak of him. We could have, we could have read more. Uh, previous, just just in in chapters before and after these, where we've read, speaks of Jesus doing wonderful miracles. He was a man. God's son came to earth, laid in the manger, very humble, very lowly entrance, and he worked. He worked. He worked. Perfect work. He was completely obedient to the Father. So what we should have been, we should have been obedient to the Father, but we failed. But Jesus did not fail. Jesus was the only one that, that could not fail. And, and he did not fail. And we can read here how he was in, the, he was in a boat. He was rocking about. He was in a boat and he was asleep. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? At least the disciples here were, 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 were fearing for their lives. The, the waves must have been rushing over the top of the boat. The boat must have been rocking. Jesus in the bottom of the boat, sleeping away. He was tired from the various miracles which he had done previously. But he was in peace because he trusted in the Father. The Father would not have, 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 have uh, altered his plans. He had plans for Jesus. And Jesus relied upon that. He knew that his Father would keep him safe. And so... He was asleep and peaceful. That's, that's wonderful, isn't it? That, that, he, that he can be peaceful like that. And we can be peaceful in the assurance that God's given us in his son. We can have that same peace even when times of difficulty arise. Yes, there will be times of difficulty, but there's a solution. There's a solution. And there's a, there's a remarkable peace which we can have when times of difficulty come. Jesus came here, did good works, but that doesn't solve the matter of sin. That doesn't solve the, the chasm between you and God. Mm. He had to go to the cross, to a place of a skull. Think of that. A place that we should have gone to. A place with, <coughs> with death and destruction. And he took our punishment. He took our place. <coughs> Men beat, bruised him, scarred him, and put um, nails in his hands, nails in his feet, and hung upon a cross. Think of think of the shame that was that was associated with that. Beside two robbers, and yet he went that way for you. That is the extent. It's beyond words. The amount of the, the love 
the, 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 the mercy that God has shown to you, the grace. It's, 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 it's hard to describe the, the full extent. You can't describe the full extent. It's indescribable, but yeah, it's reality. A few thousand years ago, Jesus was here. The Son of God died on the cross. Three hours, you could see the torture of, of Jesus, and then three hours of darkness. You can't really enter into that, but that was at the point where he dealt with the matter of sin in its entirety. After those three hours, he said, it is finished. The question of sin has been resolved. But you have to trust in Jesus Christ. You have to acknowledge him as Lord. This is what they said, Lord, save. We have to realise that the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and he can be your saviour if you do so. He is my saviour, he is my Lord, and I love him with my heart, because he has loved me. He has given himself, his all, everything, he spared no expense. He worked the perfect work, which I could not do, and yet he has done it for me, and he's done it for you, dear friend. Why Why reject this, the good news of Jesus why reject him for we all need him we all need him it's simple it's simple Lord save you have to acknowledge Jesus as saviour and say Lord save we perish realise your state you have it where with um, with Peter he was walking on the water Jesus said come and so well that's what Peter did he was very obedient there he took courage, and he wasn't afraid initially, because he was onto the water. But then he saw, he looked around. He looked around. He saw the waves, he saw the wind, and he became fearful. And he started to sink. Lord, save me. Three words. Lesson four. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him hold of him. Jesus was doing a test for Peter and so he does say oh, ye, uh, oh thou of little faith but in this instance we can see the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cry Lord save me and he will. He's got, your, he's got a hand stretched out to bless. You just have to acknowledge it. Take it. Take the hand of blessing. I'd like to read in uh, Matthew uh, 7, chapter 7. And so that's on page 1154 in my Bible. Matthew uh, chapter 7 and verse 24. It's another bit which involves water. So yes, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Whoever therefore hears these my words and does them is likened to a prudent man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain came down, and the streams came up, and the winds blew and fell upon the house, and it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. And everyone who hears these words, hears my words, and does not do them, 
He is like he shall be likened to a foolish man who built his house upon the sand, and the rains came down, and the streams came, and the winds blew and beating and uh, beat upon the house. It fell, and its fall was great. We're all building things in this passage. It's a house. This is an illustration, but it's a it's a very good illustration. Because we all know what it's like to build sandcastles at the beach. We all know that you can construct these marvellous sandcastles. And the, the, the water comes, goes flat. But the, the wise man who hears my words and accepts Jesus, who would be, and builds upon the rock, that would be Jesus, I'd suppose. So whoever builds upon Jesus, Upon his finished and completed work of salvation, it's like a wise man. I, I don't really have much to say on this. It's quite clear to me as to scripture here. Just don't be a foolish man. Don't build these constructions and on your own work, on your own basis. Think of think of Adam and Eve trying to build build um, garments to cover themselves because they realised their state. They realised they're naked. And they tried to build <coughs> aprons out of fig leaves. But if, if you see the leaves falling down from the trees, you'll notice if it's not attached to the source, they wither. And so they would have to reconstruct and reconstruct it. And it's just, it's, it's pointless. It's pointless. But if you build your house upon the rock, the Lord Jesus, you will stand. And you will stand the test of time. Because Jesus is returning. And it's wonderful news. It's sorrowing news if you haven't accepted Jesus. But it's wonderful news. Jesus is returning. Returning to take those that have accepted him to be with him in the Father's house. As I spoke spoke about, into the Father's house, into the Father's presence. What a wonderful day that will be. God does not want to see you perish. And that is the alternative if you do not accept Jesus is your Lord and Saviour. You, you will perish. And it's, it's a sad subject because it's very real. It's very real. And you can't plead ignorant, dear friend. There's no excuse. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved if you shall declare with your mouth that Christ is Lord, you will be saved. There's a certainty, there's a surety about it, and it's immediate. There's no, you don't have to run a marathon, you don't have to do elaborate works, just ask for, for a saving, ask the Lord Jesus to save you <coughs> for will, certain, for time and for eternity. It's an invitation to you, dear friend, tonight. I spoke about different storms, whether financial or, or whatever, whatever worries that you might have. I'm not saying that um, Jesus is, is going to be the, give you financial money or whatever to resolve your issues, but he will be a certainty of peace. That's unbelievable in times of difficulty. Someone you can turn to, a lifeguard, someone who's looking out for you, someone who will come and save you if you cry out to him. I pray that you might do so tonight. I pray that you might come to the saving grace of God. May he might do so for his name's sake.
Amen.